Hello and welcome to Season 2020, Episode 20 of the Piscina Report. Ooh. Podcast that gets past all of the hype and talks about what's really going down in the MotoGP paddock. That's right, you heard it right, Episode 20. Wow. After an incredible weekend of drama, it's hard to know where to start. Flying bikes, riders being saved by an unseen power, <laughs> teammates taking each other out. Wow! But before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, it's a warm hello to my wonderful co-host. Firstly, Andrew, you can hear her giggling away in the background there. Hello, my dear. How are you? You've really picked a, a great time to get in the MotoGP, haven't you? How's your heart holding out? Oh, my God. I'm giggling because I don't know whether to laugh or cry or be terrified or I'm starting to question if this was the right sport to get into perhaps it should have been a lawn bowls podcast or maybe some darts might have been a bit better for my heart <laughs> but in saying that as ter- as terrifying as this season is becoming um i uh, it's it's like a drug you guys like i think you said on the weekend Stu, i'm one of you now i i'm just oh my god yeah what can i say Yep, Manuel, help me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, right. hello. If, you, to if you've all. got heart problems, MotoGP 2020 is not the place to start, is it? Yeah. Well, yes, and that voice there, that can only be El Jefe himself, Mr. Manuel Casino. Hi, hi, good, good evening to you in Australia and whatever it is hey, to all our listeners. Yes, uh, 20th uh, podcast, so a good anniversary we had, no, in Austria, mm-hmm. a good story. Yeah. And Andrew, we have to admit that when you joined us, we didn't tell you the whole truth. We didn't tell you that <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> After UFC, this is the most heavy sport that you can ever see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that would top it right now. No. As far as physical contact goes, it's yeah, it's UFC and then MotoGP and yeah, there's daylight it's terrible. after that. That's terrible all and <laughs> exciting. Luckily, we are smiling oh. today and having fun and laughing, but it had it could have been very very different. So I I, I like how you described it to the uh, invisible power. Mm-hmm. That yep. is a nice, can, a nice way. Anybody be. can stick to that, you know? Yep. Indeed. And I think it's a great place to start. I was going to say before we started recording, I was mentioned that my husband and I were having this discussion, you know, for people that aren't even religious, you've got to sit and question what on earth or not even earth was in, in charge of that situation. Exactly. That's right. So, yeah. So let, let's let's cut straight to it. Obviously, yeah, everyone's here because they love MotoGP. The only thing that anyone is talking about is that crash at the moment. So, um, boss, what's your take on it? Run us run us through how, how you saw it and uh, what you see as being some of the uh, repercussions of what's going to happen after this. Well, if, if we, I think we also in the social media, there has been uh, lynch. You say lynch in English? Yep, lynch? lynched. Yep. Sa- uh-huh. There's a lynch, lynched. Yeah, has been lynched on the social media and then he has... They're burning uh, effigies of him. Exactly, exactly. So, mm. but at the end, and obviously, what is uh, nonsense, what is not, uh, has not any reason, is to talk about inten- intentionality or not, right? Yeah. So nobody yeah. can do this intentionally because if no there was way. any little, um, uh, how do you say, um, shadow, Malice? Of, oh, shadow okay. of it, he he mm-hmm. Zarko would have left the t- the track with handcuffs, you know. So yeah. we can yeah. and at the end he's a person, you know. He's not a killer. Mm. Despite despite he has been called by some of his uh, mates on the track. But anyhow, look. What is clear is that he's uh, not uh, guilty of doing this on purpose. But what is also hundred uh, percent 
uh, is that he is the responsible of what happened. Of oh, course, yeah, because definitely. he he has been he was the spark that that made everything happen. Okay, the problem is that Sarko has been repeatedly in actions like this. Look, if we yeah, go, we does. can he go keeps, back, he keeps seeming to be involved in these. Yes, too. We are you are. Uh, when Andra was not born, probably in, in 20... <laughs> 2019. In 2011. Yep. In like 2011 before when, GP. In yeah. 2011, when Andra was, uh, I don't know... <clears throat> 20. Still in high school. In, no, not even in high school. Probably. <laughs> Thanks, Manuel. You're a sweetheart. <laughs> you know, there was an incident, uh, Andra in Misano, with, uh, with Sarko trying to... How do you explain it, Stu? Um, so he was coming up alongside someone on a straight, and he they were both they were on what is it one two fives, wasn't it? Yes. Straight, and yeah, he on. reached over and tried to grab their brake lever to make them brake uh, while he's riding alongside them, and and almost killed the guy. Like that 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 seriously could have could have really killed someone. Yeah, and then we had not so long ago in 2017 in Phillip Island. Remember that Sarko uh, ran into the rear of Mark Marquez bike and he had Marquez had to abandon the race then we had seen Zarco yes exactly so uh, Andra he is he seems to be a part of, in all the sources that go go around you know every there is also always the Zarco component so uh, I think that sh he should review his attitude on the track because it's clearly like uh, the Spargaro brother says, he's always involved. If there is an incident, you can bet that Sarko is always around. And it's hard. It's obvious he seems lovely. There's no intention. There's no way, like you say, any of them would ever intend for things like that to happen. Um, I was actually going to ask if, do you have any idea, is Zarko okay? Because it must be hard for him to sit there and, you know, take the responsibility and know that he caused that no matter how, but there's a bit of a common denominator there too. That's it. That's yeah, the look, same phrase look, that I used. L let me explain you something. What I think that I am still surprised that we haven't heard anything about uh, from the race di direction, right? So the, yeah. the race mm -hmm. direction who, who, is, uh, who are the ones who should uh, explain to the world exactly what happened and who is wrong, who is right, they are silent. And this is are a they, lot of are they the meeting track. Thursday? They're Sorry? meeting Thursday with bo both guys have been told to go and front up to race direction yeah, yeah, this Thursday, haven't they? Yeah. So maybe one, maybe two, they're just three, keeping quiet until then. Yeah, no, but three days have passed already, you know. So yeah. and and the, the the responsible of this race direction is a guy called Freddie Spencer. And uh He's fast Freddie Spencer in charge of race direction. Yes, he's the one. And he was introduced in the race direction because as a rider as, and as a world champion, mm. he's supposed that he has a criteria, you know, everything. So we yeah. can discuss, but the rider can say, no, look, what happened is this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. No one word. So what for is Freddie there? And to do it three days before the next Grand Prix, in my opinion, yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. There's been talk about sorry, the track as well. Sorry, sorry, Andra, because you know what You're happened? Right? They, they are feeding all this crossfire, you know, all this bad yeah. uh, atmosphere. Yep. But the, the silent, it's a silent that 
makes noise. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. So you can exactly. cut this. Is if, deafening. Yeah. If the, if the rice direction comes out and said, "Hey, Sarko, you did this and this and this. That there was no intention. You what we just spoke, but said by somebody who has mm. um, representation, but yep. not mm-hmm. not saying anything feeds this crossfire in social media and everywhere. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent, Andrew. So. What about, there's been talk about the track as well, that that corner's unsafe. I think there'd been posts from Casey Stoner from years ago. I saw where he yep. posted and went, oh, just saying this this isn't the safest track and listening to the riders after um, what happened on the weekend, I think the majority of them mentioned that the track, that part of the track's really unsafe. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. part and, of and the track is unsafe, but there are other tracks with unsafe, unsafer situation. Look, I, yeah. if mm-hmm. you have the opportunity, Andra, to, to look a race, to watch a race in Austin, there is a part in Austin, still remember in the back where they do the, the S's, one S. Mm-hmm. There, if somebody crashes in the first, the bike crosses the track twice. Yeah. Okay, oh. and we have, I remember perfectly, having spoken this with uh, Mr. Carmelo Spedetta, the CEO of Dorna, and he told me with who his, I will is point he the out one with the nice shorts? He was wearing amazing later hose on the weekend. They were fantastic. Oh Please next that time you're talking to, uh, to Senor Carmelo Manuel. Please let him know how much we loved his later hose. Sorry, yeah, carry I, on. <laughs> my worry is that if we go to Texas, he will dress some cowboy. <laughs> or is, if we it, is go, that a thing? Or, or, we, or if we go yeah. to Spain, he will dress like a torero. This is the big uh, question mark now. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> is this is this common? Does he dress in like the dress of the place? You're, no, they're no, not. No, in, no, yeah. never, ever. I haven't it's seen him do oh, it very often. No. I think he should. I think it's a great yeah. gimmick thing. <laughs> Lead from the top, <laughs> like you and your you and your dressing gown, Stu. Ah, yeah, okay. Then uh, in Philip Island, he should dress like a penguin. Exactly. <laughs> or a seagull. Yeah, a seagull. Penguin just wears a tuxedo, just his penguin suit. Okay, yeah, go, so. going back going back to I don't know we were talking about Ah Carmelo uh, in Austin said uh, said to me with, with very uh, very harsh. Eh, what do you expect? That the tracks are how they are and we have to race there. Period. Okay. Because they say mm-hmm. now the track yeah. at that point is uh, isn't is dangerous. But at the end, uh, like Valentino said, our sport is a danger sport. We have, this is something that we have to live with. But again, mentioning Valentino, he said, the problem is that in the last year, riders have got too aggressive. And he says, and I mean this in all categories. He says Mm -hmm. in Moto3, he said, if you watch, if you watch the Moto3 riders, uh, racing, they just hit it, you know, they crash each other and when they go up with this uh, way of racing, that's what, how it ends in MotoGP. What's with the Moto3 guys when they go around, they like hang their leg out, it's like they're trying to block the other riders with their leg. I noticed that in the difference of Moto3 to the rest of them. Yeah, there's there's one or two riders that, that really throw their leg out yeah. to the side to, uh, to try and get thing? that leverage. Oh, it looks like they're I, actually trying to stop. <laughs> I never really got to find out why they do this because they say some say, okay, what they are throwing with this leg is 
the center of gravity more into the into the corner mm -hmm. transferring so, the weight onto the inside of the bike so, so the it bike turn. flips quicker yep to do with yep. their weight because i noticed remy doesn't do it but he's obviously carrying a bit more weight he mustn't need to yeah. do it no because he's riding a a, a big bicycle a moto two so but the moto yeah. two riders <laughs> still bring their leg out a bit a lot on of them the corners still do it. before maybe, they, yeah, but maybe we'll have a look over the next few weeks, Andra. Maybe it's the mm. smaller guys that do it a lot more because they haven't yeah. got the body weight to. to yeah, that's to, what was just my observation. Over, yeah. Well, yeah. yes, this is a this is a story. Yes, with the legs, but at the end, you never know. Lorenzo, for example, Jorge Lorenzo didn't mm -hmm. use it when he was in Yamaha, but started to use it sometimes when he was with Ducati. So it has to do mm. probably with the way to help the bike to flipping hmm. after the braking but the situation is look it for looking from outside is like wow he has one leg just out and how does he control that bike at 300 per hour you know like shaking with just one leg and two arms so it's really amazing no i was just <laughs> i was just gonna just get us back to the uh the subject we were talking about before with yeah the guys growing up in moto three being ultra aggressive and like you say swapping paint and banging into each other that doesn't stop when they get to moto 2 either those guys in moto 2 are ultra aggressive as well no, because they are used to race like that look in, in italian there is a saying that is staccare in faccia translated means breaking in the face mm -hmm. and this is exactly what valentino uh, the term valentino used to explain what zarco did he told me look yeah. he uh, just overtook uh, Morbidelli and then yep. suddenly he braked in front of him. The problem is... Was, there, was he braking because of the corner coming up or he just... Yeah, yeah, because he was... That's where I was so, sure. You know, they were in a one-to-one in a -one fight and suddenly mm. they, they saw the corner and the brake. But the problem was, he said, in Moto3, Moto three, and you will, you will see this, they overtake and as soon as uh, the rider has overtaken, then he breaks mm. in the face of the other, and the other gets always yep. scared. And this Which is, yep. is yeah. very dangerous, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And this is what Valentino was saying. And he said, look, uh, what we need is to recover the respect between the riders. Mm. So what, what I was going to say before fits in where, from my observation, so say what was that first race that I watched with Marquez riding like a crazy person to get back up to the front, that's you know he can ride like that that was unsafe is it because these riders are going oh i can see this top champion riding a little bit wilder than crazy maybe i'll do that too it's become the norm andra very good very do you brought a very fantastic point fantastic point thank look. you i will go now yeah because <laughs> look there has been uh there hasn't been a a, a rider who has written harsher than mark in the last year mm. so if the champion and you're look up to your champions exactly right. if That's the champion it. does it if uh, nobody uh, complains at the end if he does it why shouldn't i do it mm -hmm. okay yep. so and yeah mark, he didn't hurt anyone but he bloody could have no and mark has pushed out of the track many riders but mm -hmm. it was mark and it was the honda rider now it's arco who is mr nobody in another team and so on and we had uh, i had this this discussion last night in an italian tv and suddenly somebody come out and said hey don't uh, talk about just about mark marquez remember 
a, an Italian rider who won a race without doing the last corner, just jumping over a chicane. That was Ooh. Valentino what? Rossi. Mr. Valentino Rossi. What yeah, did he do? In Assen. Well, Tell you me have to see this. And see. then this guy was true. He said, look, he jumped over the chicane. He didn't do the last corner of the race and they gave him the win. So if you bring out the list, Stu, there is okay, for yeah. everybody has, has something on that list. Exactly. There's always going to be some opinion on it, realistically. But, I mean, going back to that point about, about Valet, <clears throat> yes, I agree. He won the race, didn't take the last corner. But why didn't he take the last corner? Because he was almost nerfed off by Mark Marquez. That's, that's why oh. he had to go out and miss that corner. So, yeah, exactly. So, can I just ask, do, do we know, is Zarko okay? Yeah. He's getting some pins in his hand, I think. He might have maybe a scaphoid. I think he might have done a similar injury to what Cal did um, the other week. But he's going to try and mentally as well. Like, is he... He must be in know, a bad place. He, he must be copping you, you, it. You, yeah, well, exactly. He you can't it. cop that much flack from not just social media, but from his peers as well. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as we say, like Franco Morbidelli's out for blood. He's, he's quite clearly saying mm. it was Zarko's fault and he wants him penalised. Um, Alicia Spargo straight away he's backed it up going oh it's always Zarko Rossi has been making comments as well maybe not directly to Zarko but he's been you know alluding to it um, so yeah he must be in a really really bad way yeah and he, he will have to go through all this again on Thursday in front of the yeah. race commission yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can exactly imagine right. and this is just guessing that he will get penalized somehow you know, I don't mm. know if he will get penalized. I would penalize him without racing one race. That's what I w- would yeah. do. But I am nobody. Yep. I just have, mm. it's just my opinion. Yeah, Can no, I, just I agree. Say about make him sit at a race. About the crash. And we all know that I love Rossi and he does funny things to me. But, if, <laughs> you know, the media has been talking about how, how much of a close call it was for Rossi. But, Manuel, you, I woke up to that picture you sent us of... Um, oh. Yeah. Zarko's Maverick. bike tire, like touching Maverick's helmet. I feel like yeah. people aren't acknowledging how close it was for him too. That, is, that to he me is the luckiest just... man alive, as, as far as I can see at the moment. No wonder. I, I'm hearing reports that he had clutch problems after the restart. That wasn't clutch problems. Nah. He he was just completely and utterly out of it. There is no way that he could not be mentally affected. By that, I'm seriously. mentally affected, and I'm just some random that started watching MotoGP. He had that that bike with like it actually t- touched his helmet. Yeah. yeah. What no, do you recommend? Well, clutch problems or mental problems? No, no, no. It was clutch because I tell you something, Maverick. I've he, got crutch problems. He, oh, sorry, different thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but me- mental. Look, uh, Maverick. How can I explain this? Maverick is. Uh, Insane? No, 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 no. He fears a lot. <laughs> when you talk about mm. good and bad luck, he doesn't uh. want to talk about bad luck. You know, uh, you know that he right. believes yep. in these things. Yeah. And he said, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. There has been no so good and no bad luck. he's very superstitious. A lot. But you mm. can imagine up to which point. And uh, yeah. I know that he didn't watch at the, at the crash. Right. Wow. He didn't want it to yep. see. He didn't want it to see. So it might be and good that the media is focusing on Valet. And after the race, mm. I 
look, I, it was funny because I told he told me, look, I have had this problem with the clutch, da da da, and it was the clutch because in the last laps of the race too, if you go through the lap times, he was mm. uh, lapping at the same times that the, mm. the the head of the race. So yeah, it yeah. has, yeah. but he's, then he's I back into the one twenty fours and one twenty fives, whereas twenty fours, he, he, was, he dropped uh, into the twenty sevens and twenty nines at one point. Yeah, because his his uh, clutch was uh, was overrunning the the engine but then yeah. i told him look because he said i i just simply can't understand what's happening because on saturday i am capable to do anything i am super fast i am the best rider on the track on sundays this every sunday happens the same then in my uh, innocence i told mm -hmm. him uh, maverick maybe it's voodoo when i oh, mentioned no. the word voodoo you didn't he he got oh no he got white really said, do you think so oh my no, god no no no, no no he said don't mention this don't mention this <gasps> it was like this you're naughty but there i discovered his fear with all this bad just mm. the other day yeah right wow that's 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 crazy yeah okay well, let's move let's forward talk, a bit. Can we talk, talk about, about a karma yeah. subject? <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the winner. Oh, we we've been going this entire oh. podcast and we haven't spoken about Dovi. How good is Divorce Dovi? Yes, that was fantastic. Look, uh, can you imagine the 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 scene of of Dovi's manager going into the Ducati track on Saturday morning yep. and saying, "I want <laughs> divorce." <laughs> So I know how mm -hmm. this sentence sounds because I have some training in that, you know? <laughs> You've heard it a couple of times. <laughs> but when it comes to... Just a few. I want divorce. I say, again. Well, uh, again. <laughs> must, must be Saturday. <laughs> so uh, going back to the serious stuff, look, Adobe uh, uh, finally, his, uh, how do you say, his glass was full of being mistreated by Ducati, underestimated, yep. underestimated, undervalued, mm -hmm. and he come to a point mm -hmm. where he said, "Enough. There is no meaning in continuing." So, gotta respect that. Yeah, because uh, the day before, out of Ducati came a message saying, "We will decide whether we stay with uh, Dovizioso or not after the following two races." After yeah. he had shown the last three years that he is Mr. Ducati, basically. There is no other mm -hmm. close to him, near to him. Yep. So can you imagine the satisfaction of giving Ducati a kick on Saturday and winning on Sunday, you know, and yeah. telling them, now you depend on me to make a That's result. That's going to be yeah. a highlight of his career, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, give him the big middle finger. So the, 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 the camera on the on the board of the bike when he finished, I don't know if you see, he did mm. like he he with his fingers he pointed himself like saying, "Yeah, I am was, here. Yep. It's me." Yeah, you know, Mom and yep. it's man. exactly exactly that. Ducati is <laughs> Ducati is dovizioso. So yeah, yeah. now at the moment it is now, that's right. And can you imagine Dovi winning the championship or something like this with a rider <laughs> that has kicked them in their ass? You know, mm -hmm. would they change? Would they change now? Would they flip him? No, no, no. And no. try to keep him? No, no. And the situation, Andra, is exactly, exactly the same that happened with Jorge Lorenzo. 
Jorge Lorenzo in Italy, the first when he he uh, before the start in, in Mugello, 2018, he told he told Ducati that he was leaving. Then he won the race. Andrea told uh, here that he was leaving. Then he was a race. So in Ducati, they are trained to do this, you know. It's like it's like they lift a weight and they're not doing it for anyone else but themselves. And and look, good good results from the other guys as well, though. Like uh, Jack Miller third, that was uh, that that was a very good result for him as well. Um, but I suppose one of the biggest could, results. Could I have a question the, um... around Jack. This is very technical. So brace yourselves. No, it's not that technical. He's he was on soft tires. I was not expecting him to finish the race on those tires. I was waiting for him to die in the ass, but okay. yeah, no, nor did he think that he would finish <laughs> the race. Yeah, he was the first one to yep. be surprised. But yes, he did a okay. very, very look a very consistent race. Normally, Jack is a. We have spoken here. He's a rider that is very good in the first ten laps, and then he he's. His uh, gas, you know, he likes he melts like uh, yep. li- <laughs> he melts. He runs basically. out of uh, yeah, out of gas. But this time he did very well, and okay, let's hope that's the first um, the first step to what Ducati needs. That is uh, somebody yeah. to replace mm-hmm. to replace Dovi. But again, Dovi was fantastic. But let me tell you something oh. very quick. Today, I think we can record for hours. Look, I think we sp- we spoke in the previous <laughs> podcast. In the previous podcast, we sp- we spoke that uh, Ducati had won in the last year race with an advantage of seven seconds. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not considering Mark Marquez, seven seconds to the third. This re- and that it would be almost impossible that in one year this uh, anybody could uh, how do you say reduce this seven seconds not even if mm. the ducati was bad and not even if the under the others grow grew mm-hmm. how yeah. did the race finish this year 1.5 yeah so the credit of ducati has gone next year they will start <laughs> no, next year no maybe on sunday they will start even yeah you see so yep. th- that exactly. will make the race super interesting. Suzuki, fantastic. Surprise. Uh, Suzuki is growing incredibly. Before this race, there were two tracks where the Suzuki suffered specially, historically. Mm-hmm. One was Le Mans and the other one was Austria, the Red Bull ring. Okay. G'day, mate. Oh, not that one. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. All right. So uh, what happened? And since since the beginning of the weekend, they were there, up there. So uh, something really changed on the bike. So I went to speak with, I went, no. Now we do it all virtual. Virtual, I spoke mm-hmm. with, the, with the technician of the team and they explained me the following. Look, in the past, one of these problems in these stop and go circuits, that is stop, turn and accelerate, Andra, this mm-hmm. is stop and go concept, was that we had some problems in heartbreaking. Our bike was not stable enough in our, in heartbreaking. As and as our engine is not strong engine because it's a four in line engine, then we were mm-hmm. really weak in this. We have improved a little bit the power, but we have improved a lot the braking stability, which allows us to be much more 
effective on braking and mm. the whole package suddenly has turned in a very competitive package mm. and this is basically the technical explanation of this huge <clears throat> and interesting step forward that suzuki has done from last year to this yeah and when you combine that with the with their natural strength which is the the, the corner entry and mid-corner speed in those long sweeping corners uh, as Rand Austria is, you know, turns six, seven, eight, nine sort of thing, then, yeah, when that means you, you they're able to leverage that by actually not being so far behind on those, as you say, the stop-and-go corners. What's that, three and four and, yeah, one, yeah. So, yeah, good good on Suzuki. Yeah, you yeah. You had something and, else, and, Andrew? Did you say my eyes glaze over for a second? <laughs> did you see my eyes glaze over yes i, I think did. i had a micro yeah. nap <laughs> sorry that's all right we'll get I that in post lost. i'll edit that, that you, can te- you can teach me that offline <laughs> Andra, that's the problem with when you do yoga before talking about MotoGP. you right. have to do, you have exactly. to do it later after not before i know exactly. yeah. I, had, I did yoga and then i've smashed a beer down quickly trying to get in podcast mode there you go I can only learn so much at each week. It's okay. Okay, so uh, to finish Suzuki, I am really curious to see what will happen in that second race that we will have in one, two, mm-hmm. three, three race, three days. We'll start mm-hmm. the Grand Prix again. Yep. And this, uh, you know, having two Grand Prix on the same track, we saw it in Barcelona, but now so many people have experienced and who is going to grow, who is going to be at the same level. Nobody will be yeah, exactly. worse than in the previous race. So mm-hmm. the quantity like of improving will be the key of the story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy to see Mia, my boy, Mia get up. Um, and I think, yeah, Rins was yeah, just, a, just a moment where, as, as you said beforehand, before we started recording, Manuel, he just pushed the front that bit too hard. Hopefully he can be one of the people that learns from that. Um, and we can see uh, both those Suzuki's getting up towards the podium. Andra. My husband's definitely, um, we were talking about it before we started recording, um, my husband and I are watching all the races now, and he's a mad, he's just like, yep, Suzuki, and he's a mad Rins fan, so he, he was Excellent. very excited on the weekend. Good stuff. Yeah, and uh, Davide Brivio, who is Suzuki's manager, told me that he has done a very big step forward in, uh, he says that he races very calm, he's very solid, and all the... Mm-hmm. The indications that he gives to the technician are very precise, and this makes that they don't get lost. So this is also very important. You know, uh, Rins has so, so much self-confidence that he and the bike allows him to feel exactly what's going on and to understand, and mm. then he transmits this to the technicians. Perfect. Oh, Brilliant. can I mention a social media thing? There was, and I hope I don't know if people have seen it. There's, there was a, a social media post going of Danny Pedrosa explaining to the engineers what the bike was doing, yep. and he's doing the like, ba 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 ba, and he's doing, and he's these doing ones all these sound effects. And around. I'll see if I can yeah. find it and share it for people to look yeah. at. It's bloody it comes brilliant. Comes into the corner, it's like ba 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 and then yes. it goes out of the corner, it's like ba 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 ba. Yes, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. It's brilliant. That's expert technical feedback. I'll have you yeah, know. Yeah, that's the MotoGP yeah. language. Yes. Exactly. So Danny Pedrosa, oh. that's a that's a very good segue. Let's talk about KTM. Here we go dun, at, dun, at the dun. Red Bull Ring in Austria. KTM had a win the week before with the fantastic Mr. Brad Binder. <clears throat> Paul Spargo was uh, was talking up his chances for this one. 
grumpy and, pants. Uh, Manuel, he really needs to take a chill pill, that guy, doesn't he? Yes, he... <laughs> on Saturday, when he was the best rider on FP4, right? Free practice four, where the rider practiced the race with fuel mm -hmm. tank in race setup and so on. He did fantastic. He was the winner on Saturday. Mm. So, uh, yeah. in the media scrum, uh, Manuel Pesino always with putting the finger <laughs> in the eyes of the riders ask him <laughs> <laughs> I ask him uh, Paul <laughs> how, how are you going to manage your over excitement uh oh Ooh. so he didn't uh -oh. like he didn't like the answer fortunately he was maybe 3,000 kilometers away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't throw a chair at you. <laughs> and he looked at me, so with really, rah, with bad, and he said, no, 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 I am not overexcited. <laughs> I am calm because I have everything under control. He and was this, never calm. And this, he was true Eva. because, look, the thing <laughs> is that until the race, the MotoGP race was supposed to stop, 10 to 3 or 5 to 3 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. And at mm -hmm. um, quarter past two, everything in the KTM world was perfect. I think they had already the champagne in the freezer, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. You, the images of the box were like, wow, you know, excitement. Yep. Mm -hmm. And But in racing, nothing is real until the checker flag falls. And yep. this, they felt in their deepest, you know? KTM mm -hmm. felt that in the deepest in because of the crash of Sarko when uh, the race was basically something between Dovizioso and Paul Espargaro, the yeah. race was red flagged. So they had to start again. And as soon as they stopped the race, Paul understood that his, uh, he had shot the last bullet. Yeah, Why? He'd lost his yeah. advantage. Yes, because he went into the garage and he knew that he had no any other tire set of tires of the one he had raced that race mm -hmm. so he had to go yeah. out with tires that he had not used before so he knew before the second start that his chances had flown away mm -hmm. and what happened and then he decided to go and run wide but watching it, I felt, because I sat there and went, oh, my God, he's so angry. He needs to calm his shit. There's been a serious accident. Yeah. Then I went, oh, no, he probably doesn't realize yet. And then it was like, yep, okay, they all know what's happened. He seemed just as angry. No, no, no. But, yeah, Andra, look, you can think, you can, the riders don't think as uh, like us, you know. No, not mm. at all. Mm, Paul true. didn't, look, he went out upset because he had not the rear rear tire. That's it. Because, once again, mm. he also... He could see that win. He could see it. Yeah, and the, before the start of the race, he said, look, I was more ready to win in Brno one week ago, and I didn't make <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh -huh. So then he sees himself in the front, controlling the situation, and again, red flag. So his frustration, yep. you know, the, must uh -huh. be uh, big as the Ayers Rock you have there in Australia. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. It yeah. ended how it couldn't end in another way. He just couldn't then because can you imagine Paul Espargaro entering in the finishing the race in fourth or fifth position? No, no way. No, no, he was gonna win it or bin it. But even then, and I mean, I mean, no disrespect, and it's obviously really hard to walk in those suits. But when he stormed off the track <laughs> like a thunderbird, I, I was laughing yeah. to myself. 
because it must be again it's hard to move but it was really comical let's let's just let's just have a moment of silence for mr miguel Oliveira at at, at this point oh, how could you be feeling Oliveira was just looking around like oh my is god is this possible you know because paul when he went down he took with him down uh his uh, yeah. mr Oliveira, oh, his, uh, yep. his brand oh, mate yeah. you know no wonder he was throwing stuff when he got back <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Stu, oh yeah, he was he was kicking the pit box and everything. Yeah, of course, because he has been uh, Don't blame taken him. off. He has been taken off by Brad Binder in Jerez when he mm-hmm. started fourth. He has been taken down by Paul Espargaro when he was up there yep. fifth. I think he was at the moment. Yeah, he made his way up to fifth. It yeah, was a great fifth. ride for him yeah, up until that and point. And last year, when Zarco was a KTM rider, also <laughs> yes. Zarco not taken him in. So. As we have spoken at the beginning of our podcast before starting, so has Zaka. Oliveira doesn't need enemies. <laughs> he has his teammate to do that job. Yeah. Has he <laughs> has he finished a race this season? Has he finished um, a race this season? I think he's been knocked off each race. I don't know. Probably he finished, he finished the finished race. No, he has finished one? two races. Uh, the first oh, okay. in Jerez and and Bernau. Yeah. Oh, and okay. Bernau, that's right. He did finish oh, Bernau. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god! Yes. What have you just realized? Ika finished his race. Wow. Ika Lekawona finished his first race. Oh, did he you see the, the welcome he got back into the oh, pit box? It was they cheered him beautiful. like he'd won the world championship. Oh. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. That was. I was so excited for him. Yes, I don't get a beating tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh that was, was so good. And yeah, the team, like you say, their Stu, do you do you have the race standing? Uh, who finished behind Ike Lekwana? Ike Lekwana. Yes. Oh, Tito. Tito was behind him. Tito. Yes. What was he? Was more, he directly more, behind more, him? More. Please read the names. Alex. Ike Lekwana. Ah, Maverick was behind Ike. Maverick. Okay. Oh. Continue. And and Aleish. Aleish. Michaeli Piero. Yes. Bradley Smith. Alex Marquez. Cal Crutchlow. Tito Rabat and Stefan Bradl, all behind Ike Lekawona. Were that names to to make a celebration? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, so you've got he, a factory Yamaha, a, 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 a factory Ducati, um, <laughs> two factory Hondas. And yeah. you know, so he did an incredible race for him, you know. he I, I imagine yeah. with this result he has erased all the bad moments in the first race is so good good for him he's the super yeah. rookie in the most youngest in the in the championship he's just 20. yeah he's yeah he, he's and he's got a great future ahead of him most definitely no no i think that uh, again that we ha- we had before starting the season we expected uh, it to be very exciting but uh, we could never imagine that we are seeing that we would see what we are we are facing so just yeah. Let's wait for the next weekend, and we will be here back <laughs> yes. next week. What's again. it going to be next weekend? UFOs, <laughs> aliens, <laughs> something like that. That's just about all that's left. Zombies coming across the track. Who knows? Why not? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay, guys. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Andrew, have you got uh, Have you got something to say just before we, we leave? I do. I always have something to say. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Rick. Rick is another one of our um, Instagram Sup, followers. Rick? He's... He's listening, listened to every single episode. He's loving wow. it. He's a friend of nice. Jillian's, who's a who's a bloody legend. Jillian sent us some questions that we got Manuel to answer. 
um, during nice, the week. So again, keep legend. sending us your messages. I'm making some good mates through this from around the world. Excellent. Good stuff. Learning so if people want to hear us, where can where can they find us, Sandra? On our podcast. <laughs> oh, is that what? <laughs> this is hey, the bit where you, you do are. the outro. Remember. <laughs> oh, Roger. You were like, where can they hear us? I'm like, right here. Um, on Instagram, just yeah, we're all over Instagram. We got. <laughs> I've lost it now. Andrew <laughs> underscore the the Pacino report. Stu quick draw. Quick seventy three. Quick, quick draw, draw seventy three. But there's no you because he's a bit tricky. No and Manuel, Manuel, I'm Pacino GP. But you've got your website. I'll let you talk about that so I don't mess it up. Yes, Pacino GP <laughs> has a very interesting stories, especially one that the what is happening off track. Because if on track things are interesting, off track there is a silent war <clears throat> between the manufacturers. Nice. We will talk about this mm. in another episode. Lovely, Ooh. lovely. All right, thank you so much, everybody. As you, yeah, as you heard, you can uh, you get on to Pacino GP uh, and get all the latest news, and we look forward to hearing you on the next episode of the Pacino Report. Bye thank bye. you so much, everyone. Dun, dun, bye. Dun, dun. See ya. Like, I seriously, I hardly slept. I don't know what, what you're like, Manuel. I hardly slept. And, um, and then at work the next day, I couldn't even focus.